everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 21 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Thanks for listening, people. Hello. And we're sitting in my apartment right now watching uh, postseason baseball. Believe it or not, it's mm-hmm. here. And so we decided to do a final wrap-up of the regular season for uh, the 2014 baseball season. We're going to look at um, – we're going to share our – Award ballot. Our fictional award ballots. <laughs> if they actually matter. Yeah. Um, we're going to – We'll keep you abreast of the game. You're going to, we're going to keep watching the A's versus uh, Kansas City. Right now, the A's are up two to one in the top of bottom of the first. Wow, thought this game would be zooming alone faster than that. But anyway, uh, we're going to do we're going to give our ballots for uh, both leagues: the Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. And but before we get into that, we're going to give our Manager of the Year for both American and National League. Yeah, because I mean. We weren't going to name. I wasn't going to do a ballot. Yeah, yeah we weren't going to do a ballot of that. That was a baseball. No one, wants to, no one wants to listen to that. I can barely name like four managers total. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe more. Um, so uh, go ahead and kick us off. I mean, who did you have uh, as the you know the AL manager of the year? Okay, we're going AL. Okay, sure. For the AL, I selected Buck Showalter. Okay. I mean, everything he's done, I mean, they lost Machado for parts of the season. They lost Weeders for a huge chunk of it. Chris Davis was ineffective and then, um, you know, got suspended for the end of the se- East season. Uh, their pitching has been, you know, not the best in the league. It's probably, you know, consistent. It's been consistent, but it's not yeah. like all-star pitching. And for all that, they won their division, the AL East, running away. They won, like, 98 games, I believe. And he that shows how what a great manager he is to be able to push and prod, push the right buttons for um, to have this team succeed like this. I, I dig it. I, I was considering Buck Walter for sure. Uh, I went ahead and went with Bo. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I went with uh, with Ned Yost from the Kansas City Royals. The first time in almost twenty years or thirty years. Yes, that. Uh, KC has made the playoffs. I Most mean, of the people listening to this podcast were not alive the last time the Royals made the There's a good chance. Playoffs. Yeah, I, we weren't alive. Yeah, that's for sure. Playoffs. 1985, man. I, I mean, that's uh, that's a, a testament to to really uh, motivating your team. I mean, and keeping them in the fight all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're currently right now in, in a wild card playoff game, and their season could very well end tonight. But they're I technically in the playoffs. I hope it doesn't end because I think we're both pulling for them tonight. Absolutely. I mean, but they're technically in the playoffs, so that breaks a, a near thirty-year playoff drought. And you've gotta, you gotta give some kudos to the manager for keeping that team together and uh, compiling the bullpen that he or constructing the bullpen uh, that you know that uh, that pretty much got them got them there. Here's his kudos. Here we go. Uh, give me your NL manager of the year. I went with Donnie Baseball. Not surprising. Don Mattingly. Um, they have probably the most talented roster, mm-hmm. I mean, one would say. And they definitely have the most... Uh, uh, gosh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's the most turbulent roster, <laughs> perhaps. They Some Drama? Yeah, I mean, you just you just never know when this team is on the break the brink of, of imploding and just completely, you know, fighting each other in, in yeah. the dugout or in the clubhouse. Who was it a week ago? Puig and um, Kemp 
almost came to blows. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a... It has the makings of, of a very combustible situation in that clubhouse, and he kept them together. He got them the, the NL West pennant, mm-hmm. and they're they're a legitimate contender for the World Series to make it to the World Series. So, gotta go, Donnie Baseball, this time around. I mean, and considering he, for the past what two years, he's been if uh, like close to, if not on the hot seat. That's true. So he was a lame duck, I believe, last year or the year before. Something yeah. Like that. So you gotta you gotta like the chance, you know the fact that he was able to you know get it together pull the team together mm-hmm. and make it work man. Anyway, so uh, my selection was Matt Williams, uh, skipper for the Washington Nationals, uh, won ninety six games this year, and like I said, they had issues with uh, Ryan Zimmerman not being able to throw from third base, <laughs> which is a problem when you're a third baseman. Uh, losing Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper drama when he came back and said that Span he should be playing center field so Span and basically what he did he right the ship and this is a young team it's still a young team mm-hmm. except for you know the radar superstar out there in right field <laughs> uh, so I gave it to, I gave it to him because I think he did the best job with the with the most amount of talent in the league um, it's 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 going to be a coin toss really between those two when the uh, when the real Baseball writers make that cast that final ballot. What we're not real? <laughs> I know I'm real, and I wrote a column, a very popular column. No, no, you just need what ten more years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna go through each of the awards. Um, Where do you want to start? I want or, or continue, I guess, since we've already yeah, started. I want to do National League, then jump over the National League Rookie Year, then American League, then National League Cy Young, blah blah blah. You get it. And we'll just go back and forth from five to one. Okay. Sure. All right, so you want to go first with National League uh, Rookie of the Year? Yeah, uh, this was really tough. <laughs> this was the hardest one. I got number one and number two, and then after that, I was like, whoa, got to go to Fangraphs, got to find somebody. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much three through five. It was just kind of pulling a name out of a hat. Yeah. Number five, I went with Gregory Polanco. Um, had a lot of expectations during his during, uh, before prior to his, his call-up. He came up during the middle of the season. And was inconsistent for a large, you know, well, for a good amount of the of the time this season. Uh, but he did show some signs of life. He stole some bases, uh, and I think he he had a, a, a stretch where he was pretty consistent. He was hitting pretty well, and was showing signs of being that that number one prospect um, that they were well for the organization at least that that everybody was was hoping for. Um, and then, you know, he, he lost a lot of playing time towards the end of the season, which is understandable. And, you know, because they're, they're in the middle of a, a playoff chase. So, it, I mean, it definitely hurt. Um, but I think at this point, he was the fifth best <laughs> rookie that I could find. Uh, number four with Chase Anderson from the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're supposed to go back and forth, five, five, four, four. <laughs> you, you already messed it up. We're dead. He, uh... Look, I, I didn't follow the Diamondbacks at all, really, especially after Goldschmidt went down for the season. But he was statistically their most consistent pitcher, and especially for a rookie, which is... Who did you name him for? Chase Sorry. Anderson. Chase Anderson? Oh, yeah. But continue. Go ahead. Uh, he had like a he had a sub-4 ERA. Yet. I think he was a 500 record pitcher. Um, nine and seven ERA four point zero one. So close. oh, almost, almost sub four. But that's as good as it gets for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know, hopefully he's a bright spot going forward. Uh, someone that they can pair with with Archie Bradley uh, going into next season. 
Uh, but this year, I mean, he, he he pitched as well as he could with that team. Uh, so you got to give him give him kudos. Uh, number three, I went with Colton Wong from St. Louis for uh, a second, a small second baseman. Uh, had some pop. I mean, he it was a stretch where he had like eight home runs in like nine games. I think it was something like that. I don't know. It was that? It was that crazy? It was but something like that. We'll have to ask our friend Bobby because he yeah. was man. He was. Going through the through the roof when he was when he had him on his fantasy team this year. Shout out to Bobby. What's up, Bobby? And you know he's uh, he's on a playoff team mm-hmm. and he's playing a major. I mean he's he's in the middle of the order or the middle of the diamond on a playoff team as a rookie. So there's a lot of pressure uh, in that position. So you know, I think he you know he's definitely garnered enough votes to at least be top three. Number two, that this you know two and one were really tough. Um, it was back and forth. I went with Billy Hamilton on this one. A uh, lot of expectations coming into the season because of his speed, and he lived up to it. He had, what, 54 stolen bases? And Again, you messed up the order. Let's go back and forth. Five, five, four, four. You fucked everything up. What do you mean? Oh, you just wanted me to give five, and then you talk about then I was going to talk about my five. You screwed everything up. I thought we were going to run down our list. No, because if we have the same people, then that's kind of gets boring when I say the same people you say. It's like, oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. Well, we'll get it right, the, the uh, next the next list. Okay, so Billy Hamilton, number two. A lot of speed. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Now I want to start over. Continue. Been the nine minutes in. Um, throw this at you. All right, uh, I guess I'll give my for the National League. Uh, number five, I had uh, Joe Panic, uh, second baseman for the San Francisco Giants. I mean, talk about a guy who really just came out of nowhere this uh, this year. He just came up and he just all he did was hit in the year, hitting three hundred. He over three hundred. He was like three forty in the middle of the season and just you know just a hitting machine. Uh, fourth, fourth, I had Colton Wong. Like you said, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. He was did pretty good. Good. Uh, third, I had um, Diamondbacks outfielder Ender Enciarte. Uh, I've considered him too. Um, I watched the game the other night, him against the Diamondbacks, and he just he got a double. He tried to stretch into a triple and got thrown out at third, but he just flew around the bases. Um, seems like he's a, a stolen base threat, uh, like in the mode of I'm trying to think. He has it's like Kenny Lofton. He has a little pop. But he steals bases and he's gonna hit around two eighty. He hit two seventy eight this year. Um, and we talked about this. Number one, number two, the hard saying you had Hamilton second, Degrom um, first. I switched it. I went Degrom second, Hamilton first, just because um, Hamilton played the entire year, That's and fair. also his deep what he brought on defense more than brought uh, showed up for his shortcomings at the bat. Even you know he hit two fifty. But he still he stole fifty six bases, which is a ridiculous number. Yeah. Oh, remember we had an over under on Billy Hamilton's bad average for the year. I I really didn't think he was going to hit for. I really didn't think he was going to hit higher than two forty. I believe. No, the number we pushed the number was two fifty. I had over, you had under, and he ended up exactly at two fifty. <laughs> so we pushed. <sighs> Sad. It's just our luck. It's our luck. Can't even gamble, right? All right, let's go into the. American League. All right, who who did you have at number five? You yeah. started us off. Yeah, yeah. All right, number five. Uh, I feel like you're going to have this guy much higher than I had. Uh, number five, I had George Springer. 
I was... I, I, okay, I left George Springer off. Whoa! Whoa! I did. He missed... He he didn't play the first two months of the season because he was in minor leagues. Mm-hmm. He missed the final month and a half of the season because he was injured. Had he played that final month and a half, he probably would be number two. He would probably probably finish second in the Rookie of the Year balloting because of the season he was having. Um, and... You're gonna. You'll see with the rest of my balloting, Whoa, uh, all the other, the, all, the other awards, guys who got injured, um, who, or guys that got injured while they were in the middle of great seasons, mm-hmm. it definitely affected their their, stand, my, their standings. Uh, so I left them off the ballot. Number I, five. I, I had, know. I know that uh, you know the injuries kind of killed him at the end, but. He, when he was healthy, he was so electric that I couldn't help but to put him on the list. There's no doubt. And, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you because th- this list is so hard to do. Yeah, the American League Rookie of the Year is a lot more entertaining than the National League Rookie of the Year was. It is. But, but Rookies of the Year in general are just really hard, especially trying to find five impactful rookies mm-hmm. from each from each league. It, it, definitely hard, and I don't blame you for putting Springer. I probably would have him sixth. I'm I mean, shocked. You, Mr. Actual Homer, did not have him. <laughs> uh, for me, number five, I had Danny Santana from Danny the Santana. Minnesota Twins. Alright. Uh, the guy, you know, stole stole some bases. He had double-digit steals. He hit for a high average. Um, there was a yeah. stretch where he was... 319, 20 steals. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, over 400 at-bats. Uh, but there was a stretch where he was... He was getting multi-hit. He had multi-hit games for almost two weeks in a row. It seemed like at, at one point. So that was definitely a, a surprise for me, at least. All right, uh, number and he had seven home runs. It's not bad for a shortstop. Yeah, a little pop in that bat. Uh, fourth for me, Masahiro Tanaka. Like Springer, he takes a hit because of his injuries. But again, just like Springer, when he was out there, he was electric. Like Springer, I left him off top five. Whoa! I'm, I'm, I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say anymore. Who are you? Who are you? Um, just a man with a with a blue ink pen. <laughs> Who's your number four? I had Marcus Stroman from oh. the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. The guy was lights out the entire season. Well, he, he came up, uh, I think it was July that he yeah. came up. And, man, just... Was was the guy that they were hoping he would be, uh, especially for a team that was looking to make that playoff push and that was hoping to find that that last piece that they may have needed that they thought they could you know that would get him over the hump uh, instead of going out and making a big you know splash trade. Yeah, I mean he's he's great uh, because I know one of the concerns about him was his small stature. I think yeah. he's only like five eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were worried that no, I'm sorry, he's five nine. Wow, he's shorter than I thought he was. Uh, they were uh, he wouldn't be able to stand up to the rigors of being the starting pitchers, and you know his rookie year, he's proven that he can do that. Yeah, he went eleven and six. He had uh, was it was it sub four, or sub three ERA, sub four. ERA was three point six five. That's not bad for a rookie. Yeah, I rookie. mean, and especially with all the the physical attributes that you typically think will hinder a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three was Strowman. Okay. Um, we just said we just announced his greatness. He was great for uh, playing, you know, half his games, you know, in Toronto, which is a hitter park to have an ERA under four. Shows you how uh, how good he is, and hopefully he'll just get better. He pitched only 132 innings in the majors this year. I think he pitched another 60 in the minors. 
So hopefully next year he'll take a step to be a 200-inning pitcher. Hey, he was better than R.A. Dickey this year. Yeah. Uh, a former Cy Young Award winner. And someone you're not paying, you know, $14 million for. Absolutely. So, that, I mean, there's a lot to like about this guy. Um, and hopefully, you know, his uh, his size will, uh, won't hinder him. And mm-hmm. he, he will be able to... To progress and get better as, the, as his career goes along. Good for him. Yes. All right. Um, your number... My number three number I had, three, sorry. Uh, Matt Shoemaker from the Los Angeles Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Still the dumbest name in sports. Can we talk about <laughs> that for a second? But continue. Uh, guy went 16-4. and four, Started out in the bullpen. Was promoted to a starter. Uh, he missed his final two starts because of an oblique strain, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was a big reason that they made the push that they did and, and wound up winning the division, uh, the American League West. So they definitely they shut him down for those final two starts mm-hmm. to save him up for the playoffs. Obviously a smart move. And this is a guy who was who was who was doing really well. And then when Garrett Richards got injured or was lost for the rest of the season had to pick it up even more, and he pitched even better uh, during that final stretch. So hats off to him. You know, if, if there were a couple of guys, uh, my uh, top two weren't weren't here this year, he probably could have been yeah. the, the rookie of the year. Yeah, I think we have the same uh, top two. We'll see. Uh, my number two, Colin McHugh, um, uh, pitcher from the Astros. I mean, basically what he did this year – they just got him off the strap peak and trap heat and what it's just amazing way did um fancy area of two point seven three. Again, playing half your games in Minute Maid Park. Um just he went hundred and fifty four innings. It's just again, like I said, they got him for nothing from I believe the Mets or the Rockies. I can't remember what team it came from. And he was just just threw him out here and he was the perfect number two for Keiko. Yeah, it's Something to look forward to and build off of going into next season. You gotta like his progression going forward. Uh, but I didn't go with Colin McHugh. What? <laughs> Believe it or not, you left him off the list. I left him off top five as well. I, it was top. I'm done. It was top. I'm man. done. I went. With, I can't believe this. I went with your your Dono Ventura from Kansas City. Guy went fourteen and ten. He was injured for. He missed a few starts during the middle of the season uh, with elbow problems. We're gonna we're gonna have a fight about this right now. Ventura um, went fourteen and ten. Caught McHugh went eleven and nine. Ventura pitched. Let's see. He pitched more innings, less strikeouts, and he got hit harder. I want to hear your and a higher ERA, three twenty to two seventy three. Why? <laughs> well, I I'm a victories kind of guy. I, I take into account the uh, the additional victories. He's on playoff team, so he there's there's a lot more pressure on him to produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the starts are a lot more meaningful than I mean let's face it I mean the starts are more meaningful for this guy because he is on a, on a contending team this season McHugh wasn't so there wasn't a lot of pressure for him to pitch as well as he did it was it was a pleasant surprise um, but Ventura was a guy that they thought when he injured his elbow because he throws 100 miles an hour they thought. That was it. He was going to be done. Mm-hmm. He came back after a few weeks off and finished the season strong and didn't didn't slow down, really. And he, he's part of a playoff team. I'm going to disagree with you on two things. One, the whole wins thing. Because as a pitcher, it's not much you can do if right. your team doesn't score for you. And two, 
You talk about um, pressure. You know what's pressure? When you come into the year as a guy who has a career ERA above four, knowing full well, if you get blown up this time, you might go down to the minors and never make your way back up. That's pressure. But was this was this McHugh's first time in the big leagues? This is this was his third time. Okay, well, so and a guy with a lower pedigree than Ventura. Ventura gets blown up. He's I think he was like a second or third round pick. He gets blown up. He's going to get another chance. But he gets blown up again, and he may never get another chance. That's pressure. Providing <laughs> for your family is pressure. Yeah, but I like the fact that he came up in the first go around and, and pitched well. He did. He isn't having to go through those pangs. He. He came up and started producing. I mean, he had—he definitely had some bumps in the road. There were there were a few stretches uh, throughout the season where he was a little inconsistent, but for the most part, he was an effective pitcher for this team just as much as McHugh was. As he helped get his team to the playoffs. All right, um, and I do understand the, the wins thing. It just—it looks nice though. Fourteen wins—that's not bad for a rookie. All right, so let's go. Uh... We know how we both feel about the win, so let's just go on to the next thing. Um, but I understand your point, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, number one, I think we both have the same guy. Oh, yeah. Um, by a long shot. It's Jose Abreu. Yeah, there's, I mean, no doubt. Um, he probably showed up on a bunch of people's uh, MVP list as well for what everything he everything he did uh, last year. He might win the MVP. Oh, ooh, ooh. foreshadowing on your team, perhaps? Uh, foreshadow much? Ooh. Uh, let's see. What it is shouldn't it? be scary. It should be exciting. Woo! There we go. Okay, Abreu, three seventeen average, thirty six home runs, one hundred and seven RBIs, eighty runs. Uh, on a bad Chicago White Sox team. That's very true. Uh, he was by by far the best player on that team. Um, even I don't. What else can you say about him? I mean, he was the, the best. Probably the best first baseman in the league. That was hands down. Where's the Astros that got him? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say about him? He's great. Um, He's I mean, he, great! Look, he, he is 27. Oh, so, no. I, you know, the maturity level was there. So you have to take that into account. And, and uh, it shouldn't surprise you if he if, that he was so successful, successful based on the fact that, you know, he, he is... More mature than the guys that are on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, you know, I think he had a better head on his shoulders coming into the season. Uh, but still, to, to produce the numbers that he did is, is just mind-blowing. It is. I just wonder if this is the best he's going to be. Like I say, he's already 27, so he's in the prime. He's got another, what, three or four years of prime, and then he'll start declining. So If the White Sox can add at least a, one more hitter, in that lineup to help protect him, then I think he can get better. I mean, he played on a team that had Adam Dunn for a little while until he got traded. Um, Really didn't, you know, Adam Dunn is just going to hit home runs, and most pitchers are not afraid of him anymore because he's not, he doesn't hit for a high average, and you can just pitch around him. Mm -hmm. Paul Konerko is in the last season of his career. Not the same Paul Konerko from five, ten years ago. And the rest of the lineup is just, I don't know. Just I really <laughs> You can't even name three people from that lineup. Well, I can, but um, this, they're not uh, worth mentioning, really. Yeah, sure. Whatever. All right, so we'll both agree. Jose Abreu, runaway, L-A-L, 
um, rookie of the year. Let's move on to the Cy Young Award, starting the National League. Who's your number five? I had Cole Hamels. Really? I did. Wow. Guy was uh, top. Was it top five in ERA? Um, was the only bright spot, I guess, for that Phillies team. And here is a guy that only had nine wins. So I wish people could see the hand gestures you're making right now. Look, only nine wins. You see, I love Saber Matrix. Only nine wins. So wins isn't always. Uh, yeah, I may have contradicted myself. Who knows? I don't really care. But he, like I said, he was the only bright spot in the team. He was effective throughout the entire season. And he just didn't have the support to, to get him more victories. To uh, to get him to, you know, double-digit wins and maybe even, you know, 15, 16, 17 wins. He went 9-9. Nine and nine. He could have very well gone 18-4. and four, yeah. all we know. That Philadelphia team was bad. Yeah. Uh, my number five, Steven Strasburg. Um, I want to talk about record. He went 14-11. Um, his K per nine was 10.13, which is like every inning he gets <laughs> at least one strikeout yeah. and even more. Don't uh, I know it? ERA, oh, he's on your fantasy team. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, ERA 3.14. I mean, the guy is just ridiculous. He's a uh, he's a show upon himself whenever he pitches. He still has, he, even though, you know, he had the Tommy John surgery, what was it last year or two years ago? Two years. Yeah, yeah he's he's back. He's a, like, um, He's probably he's one of the best young pitchers in yeah, the game right now. And like this year, yeah, he was outstanding. He was, and he was, but he was also inconsistent. Exactly. And that's why I left him off my side. Well, yeah, that's why he's fit for me. Yeah, if he had been more consistent, he'd been higher up. Definitely understand. Uh, but he's just got to he's got to get it together. Really, and he could very well well win next year with the stuff that he has mm-hmm. uh, and the numbers that he's capable of putting up. Could very well, you know, work in his favor next year. Very much so. Um, I believe your turn. It's your turn. Number four. Number four. I had Madison Bumgarner from San Francisco. <laughs> you know, he's the. We don't even name these teams. You, right. you listen to this podcast. You should know what team these guys play. The ace of the staff this year mm-hmm. got his team to the playoffs. Yes, got his team to the playoffs. Yeah, eighteen and ten. Um, two. ERA, you know, in the two nine eight under three, just a, a great year for this guy, and a, a, a quiet year for this mm-hmm. guy. I mean, even for a West Coast guy, this I think that's what it is. under it's, the radar. You know, he's West Coast. By the time the games are starting, we're like going to bed everywhere. Um, he's West Coast, and he's not another pitcher from the West Coast. Yeah, that's he's that's why. Um, that's a good choice. I didn't have him on my list. Number four, I had Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto, okay. yeah, twenty and nine. You know, you know, we don't care, we care that much about our record. ERA of two point two five, and you had him fourth. Man, again, pitching in Great America uh, Ballpark, which is like home runs go there to to breed. It's ridiculous how good this guy was on a nine and nine basis. Number three, I had Adam Wainwright. Ooh, yeah, playoff playoff ace, twenty wins. Um, mid two ERA, a lot of strike. Well, not a lot of strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Under two hundred strikeouts this year. Uh, but the ace of the staff and a guy that's always gonna, as long as he's healthy, he's always gonna be at least in the top three of the balloting. Yes, he will be. Um, I had 
difficulty where I was going to put on my list. He's not three for me. Number three for me, teammate uh, Steven Strasburg, Jordan Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. This was hard for me. It, I, 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 had him, I had him at two first, but I just look at, at uh, Rainwright and just, you know, consistency that he had. And I didn't want that no-hitter that he just threw the, <laughs> to influence me too much. So he's number three on my list. Um, even though he doesn't have the pedigree of Strasburg, he's like it's weird to think that he might be the better pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he has gone through a lot in his career, mm-hmm. and he's still when he's healthy. He had he, Tommy John three years ago, I believe. Yeah, and like you said, not a number one overall kind of guy, but still high, highly touted guy from their system, mm-hmm. and he's really put it together. He won nineteen games last year, which was incredible out of nowhere. Yeah. It seems like very quiet. Yeah, fourteen and five this year. ERA two sixty six. Very nice. Those are the things. Nice. That, the things that uh, Ballard is looking for. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's your number two? I uh, Johnny Cueto, number two. High strikeouts, number two in ERA, uh, twenty and nine. I mean, all he put it all together, and you know he kept his team in the playoff in playoff contention for the year. They didn't make it, but it's not always the deciding factor. I mean, he was just. He was dominant, hands down. Yeah, very much so. Uh, my number two, I had Adam, Adam Wainwright, the old war horse. I sure. Mean, like I said, I had such a hard time make either he was going to be two or three, and the same thing with Zerman. I just kept flip-flopping while we were making this list, and I just I just gave it to the veteran. Yeah, no, I had I had uh, Wainwright and Cueto flip-flopped as well at two and three. I, it was uh, just before we hit record, I was still – Going back and forth on who to who to choose from between those two. What really sealed it for me was the you know the ERA. You know, Zimmerman was two sixty six, Wainwright was two thirty eight, and then the number of innings thrown. Um, Zimmerman threw one hundred and ninety nine innings, and um, Wainwright went two hundred and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. That's what twenty eight extra innings of you know excellence that yeah. has to be added on. To uh, absolutely. You're named your number two, right? So right, yeah. number one. Oh, it's obvious. Obvious. The best left-hander, the best pitcher in the league right now. Kershaw. Yeah. It, even though he missed, you know, a couple of games at the beginning of the season after they went to Australia. And that seems like that happened like two years ago, and, not and really, six months ago. Really, it was uh, it was basically the rest of spring training and like the first two weeks of the season that he, that he actually missed. So, so, I mean, and he just did not miss a beat the entire year. I mean... Unbelievable. ERA of 1.77. That's Bob, Gis- Bob Gibson-esque. That's yeah. ridiculous. 21-3. and three, Led the league in strikeouts. Uh, and he missed like three games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how good he, he was? No yeah. Against, uh, who did he throw it against? Do you remember? I want to say the Padres. I think it was. Because it seems like they, can't, they couldn't hit at the beginning of the year. Um, damn, it should have been a perfect game. Damn, you yeah. Hanley Ramirez. <laughs> All right, so both agree on Clayton Kershaw. We are agreeing too, except for the NL Rookie Year. We are really agreeing. All right, moving over to the NL Rookie. Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, except for I'm talking about just number one. Over oh, I got you. All right, AL Cy Young number five. Who are you going with? I have John Lester. Um, Lester <laughs> started the season with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Got traded. You know, he's supposed to be the the guy that gets them over the hump and gets them gets the Oakland Athletics. Hopefully it's the World Series, or that's you know their hope at least. Yeah, well he's doing it tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean 
but you know, he really didn't wow you the whole season. He was a really good pitcher, but uh, five is probably as high as I could go with him. Yeah, I had the same thoughts of the guy I picked number five, David Price. When he came to the Tigers, he just had starts where he was it was um, inconsistent. That's mm-hmm. where we like used a lot. Apparently, um, he'd have one great start, and then he'd throw like a clunker where he'd go, you know, six innings, ten hits, eight runs given up, and it was like, "Where's David Price at? Who is this man who <laughs> stole his face?" And another midseason, you know, you know trade deadline guy. Um, who's your number four? I had Chris Sale. Ooh, four. we agreed. Yeah. Chris Sale. I mean, the best pitcher on a really bad team. Uh, kind of in the same position as as a brave. Really, no one else to talk about on that team, mm-hmm. or at least on the pitching side as yeah. well. Uh, you know, went twelve and four, two seventeen ERA, great ERA, yeah, he, very low WHIP. He would have been higher if he had pitched more innings. I think yeah. he missed like I want to say a month during the middle of the season. I think so. Like that yeah, he only pitched one hundred seventy. And he strikes innings. out a ton. Yes, he does. Ridiculous. Uh, so we both agree on number four for both of us, Chris Sale. Uh, number three, we're not going to agree on. You want to go? You number three. Uh, I had Max Scherzer. Wow. I'm, I was on wow because I saw him and he didn't make my list. Really? Okay. He didn't make my list. I mean, you know, he was the ace of the staff this year. Um, con- you know, continued, picked up right where he left off from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got the team in the playoffs. The numbers speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, my number three was John Lester. Okay. We talked about the deadline acquisition. Um, when he plays, still one of the best lefties in the game. Um, but Chris Sale's creeping up on him. Yeah, that's very true. By next year, it'll probably be a switch because Lester will be 31, 32. Mm-hmm. Lester, and Sale still needs, uh, he'll be in his mid 20s. I think he'll be 25. Yeah. He'll be good to have on a fantasy team. Fantasy. All right, so we're going to. Who'd you have for number two? Number two? Oh, I went back and forth on this many yeah. times. But I just had to give it to you. I got number two. I had Felix Fernandez. Same here. Oh, really? I did. Oh my! Oh, at the last minute, it, I it, just, look, look, I just look. I was like, uh, 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 arrow switch. And look, he um, he had his team closer to the playoffs than I think the guy that we had for number one. Mm-hmm. Much closer to the playoffs. Led the league in strikeouts. Led the AL in ERA, I believe. Yeah, two point one four. Yeah, and I mean it's King Felix. It was uh, a dominant season for this guy. He led, he, kind the, of, he led the American League in strikeouts, right? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that's so he said the league. I was like, yeah. so people were like, wait a minute, you just said Kershaw led the no, league. No, he, he led the American League. Okay, okay. Uh, two hundred forty-seven strikeouts, I believe. You would know this, wouldn't you? Yeah. Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> alert. And he was dominant the whole season through. Pretty much. I mean, 99% of the season, he was dominant. Mm-hmm. There was, he kind of, I guess he got tired towards the end of the season because there were about two or three starts that uh, he wasn't that same kind of guy. Yeah. But so you know, he kept, his next to last start, he kind of got shelled around a little bit. Yeah. And he kept it, you know, he kept his team in, in the playoff hunt, which is a huge surprise and the topic for another another podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the Mariners and the AL West in general. So, it was tough, but I wanted to go with King Felix, but I had to go number two. Yeah, he. I mean, he's been great. He's been great for so long, and we both believe that you know any other year he would have won the side. Any other year he won the side year, Cy Young or with the numbers he put up, 
of just one guy better than him. And number one on both my lists, I believe, Corey Kubler. Oh, yeah, hands down. I mean, he had... He had the wins, he had the strikeouts, he had, the, I mean, he had a and low ERA. ERA. innings pitch, basically everything you want to look for at for a number one ace pitcher. Can I tell a quick fantasy story? Sure. I had, I drafted him, and he had like two starts where he was <laughs> yeah. just dreadful, and so I dropped him for, um, oh, I dropped him for Keiko, That's and then bad. like after that he just took off yep. and almost killed me in our fantasy playoffs <laughs> against Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Take that loss like a man. <laughs> yeah, what can you say? Kluber was the man mm-hmm. this year. Um, I want to say he led the entire league in double-digit strikeout games. You might be right. I mean, there was a stretch where he was striking out 12. Oh, don't I know it? Every 14. time I looked at Kyle team and, and just <laughs> cursed the, the lords above. Why did I forsake him? Why? Yeah, I mean... That was great, man, and I think it's. I think he's got wrapped up pretty pretty nicely this year. I think I really can see, you know, he'll come in second. I really can see that this voters voting for King for Felix over him. Stun right name recognition. Mm, exactly. Uh, be a bummer, but it be it's, a surprise. It, it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on to the biggest award in the game. The National League MVP. Who do you have at five? We are not going to agree on this one. We're I not going to agree. Well, this was tough. This was hard. The NL was really hard. Yeah. Um, because I think Goldschmidt probably would have won the season. At at the pace that he was performing, he probably would have won mm-hmm. the, the MVP this year. I went with Anthony Rizzo, number five from the Cubs. Uh, led the team in home runs. Really turned it around from last year. I mean, he, he ate... He turned the power up this year, mm-hmm. and he worked. I mean, he didn't really sacrifice his batting average. Right. He hit two eighty six with uh, he improved his batting yeah, average with thirty two home runs, only seven eight RBIs. Begin the Cubs pretty low, yeah. The Cubs, but definitely a, a fixture in the lineup. Mm-hmm. A guy that is going to be a key piece of their is a key piece of their rebuilding uh, you know, process currently. Uh, from my number five, I went with the hothead Carlos Gomez. <laughs> uh, you talk about someone with the bat. Twenty-three home runs. Uh, he hit two eighty-four this year. Um, Thirty-four stolen bases, and yeah. everything he does out in center field defensively, he had to be on the um, on my ballot. He's not my highest center fielder though. <laughs> yeah. um, so no shocker there. No shocker there. Oh, my pin cap was flying. Sorry about that. Uh, who's your number four? I had Buster Posey. From the Giants, he's he he's came on hot that last month. He did, and he's just that good. I mean, he is the kind of guy that for the next seven to eight, seven to ten years will probably will probably be in the top five balloting going forward. Uh, this guy's just that good. He's already an MVP winner, mm-hmm. um, and he's moved up. from catcher to first, so he's not going to miss. He's going to play more games or he's going to you know not miss as many games going forward for you know foreseeable future mm-hmm. and he's in he's a pretty good lineup a playoff contending lineup so you know he's he's the key guy on that team for my number four i had a character as well but i paid um, jonathan lucroy of the brewers um he had just about the same year as buster posey except for fewer home runs you know 13 for lucroy 22 for posey 
it's just like you said the um with Posey moving out of a uh, catcher and going to first base I just gave the edge to Lucroy just because what he does behind the play, you know, with oh, yeah. pitch framing, calling pitches, everything he does on the defensive side just really helps that team. No doubt about it. Um, and, um, I mean, Posey is, is a top five first baseman now yeah. in, in the National League. And so. it's very moving because, you know, he'll stay healthy on the turn to, you know, Joel Maurer get concussion back there. Um, my first two picks are Brewers. I'm not liking. <laughs> no one's liking this. Uh, Did you remember three pick Ryan Braun? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants him. Oh, we're keeping up with the game. The Royals just scored, take the lead three to two. Nice. We're both pulling for the Royals in this game. Um, just for tonight, yeah. At least. Just for, uh, yeah. Um, number three, who'd you pick? I had Jim Carlos Stanton, and agree. Me too. I had stand number three. He probably would have won if he hadn't got hit in the face. <laughs> if his face wouldn't exploded from right. an eighty-eight mile an hour fastball, you mean? Yeah. Um, a guy whose injury derailed his his progress, or not his progress, mm-hmm. but the season. I mean, the uh, season he was having, and definitely cost him spots in the in the balloting. I think he probably, like I said, he probably would have been the MVP. And it probably would have been a lot. It would have been a closer race for MVP had he finished out the whole season. I mean, he stayed healthy. This is the most games that he's played since 2011. Um, and of course, in his again, his face explodes from a Mike Fears <laughs> fastball. Uh, I had him number three as well. He definitely would have been higher had he, you know, stayed healthy. Although there's no fault of his own. Oh, absolutely no. And yeah, it's tough. You know, taking that distinction away from him, but you know, those games that he missed, he could have padded his his statistics and and secured that you know that award for yeah. for sure. When you think of Stan, you think of of a big guy, right? How oh, many yeah. steals do you think he had this year? He he was on pace for thirty steals, wasn't he? Didn't he have twenty seven? Thirteen. 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 Really? I yeah. thought, man, I could have sworn he had more. That's more than I thought he would add. That's not bad. I mean, let me check. I'm gonna check this stat. See how many he's had in his career. Because he had 13 this year. Last year he had one. 2012 he had six. 2011 he had five. 2010 he had five. In his career he's had 30 steals and 13 came this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so <laughs> round the bases. Yeah. Um, Go to number two. Both agrees. The stand was third in our, both our ballots. Yeah. Number two, who do you have? I had McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon from the Pirates. Were you looking at my list? No, no, not at all. Ditto. I had McCutcheon number two as well. Isn't And I really think he's going to end up number two because of voter fatigue. You know, he got last year partly because of the year he had and also because the Pirates making the postseason first time like 20 years. Right. And... I think he did. I almost said swell. He did great this year. Um, but gee, that's swell, to Quincy. That is swell. Um, basically, it's almost a mirror image of last year, except for the stolen bases. Uh, three fourteen this year to three seventeen last year. Uh, Twenty five home runs this year to tw- uh, twenty one last year. RBIs eighty three this year, eighty four last year. It's a mirror, except for the steals. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. 18 this year and 27 last year. Except for the steals, it's a mirror image of what he did last year. Yeah. He did great. 
Uh, can't argue with that. Can't argue with results. Yeah, and back in the playoffs. Like I said, had uh, Goldschmidt stayed healthy, I think he would have gone you know gone past him. It probably would have come down to Goldschmidt, Stanton, and for this year at least, the uh, presumed eight, uh, National League MVP, Kershaw. Yeah. I, re- I, I tried. I tried. I was like, I don't want to give to the pitcher, but it's like you look at his stats and no choice. Every hitter just wasn't as good with on the on the field as he was when he was pitching. Is is I think if if a Brave had been in the National League, I think he would have won. He would be your National League MVP. There are a couple guys in the AL. I think if they were in the National League, they would have won the yeah. um, National League MVP. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but it's Kershaw. Because he's had the greatest year for a pitcher in what since Pedro, yeah, back in the in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. and he was just dominant. And there's no hitter that really stands out that played a full season. Yeah, because I think Stanton and, probably could have won. He probably would have won the MVP. See, the one thing I worry about Stanton is you have a lot of these old school riders that look at the team record as well and be like, oh, they didn't make the playoffs, or oh, they're not over five hundred. So he, how can he be the MVP? And it's like, you can be the MVP if you're the rest of your team. Like, no no player is going to say this, but you can be MVP. It's not your fault the rest of your team is crappy. Right. Look, Alex Rodriguez won the MVP, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. On a last place Texas Rangers yeah. team. So it's possible. Um, and those those voters that voted him were probably the same guys that were voting this year. Yeah. But probably just you know, 10 years older and probably a little crustier. I saw I've uh, I read the most perfect analogy we'll talk about during the Mike Trout and uh, um, <clears throat> Miguel Cabrera the breaks the last two years when the Tigers are making the playoffs and the Angels were barely five hundred. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have two wallets, and one wallet you have three twenties, four tens, and a couple of fives. That's the Tigers and it's Miguel Cabrera, huh? One ten. Yeah, whatever. Well, I say three twenties, four tens, and and you know eight a fives. fives. You said yeah. a couple of fives. Yeah, a couple of fives, eight fives. Okay. Miguel Cabrera is one of those twenty. In the other wallet, you have a fifty dollar bill mm-hmm. and six ones. Fifty six. Which one has more money? Wallet A. Which bill is is more valuable? The one in wallet <laughs> bill in the bill for B. That's what it was. So like, yeah, he um, Cabrera made the playoffs because he was on a better team. But Mike Trout still the was still a better player. Yeah, and that's why I feel about some like some people that do the bone process don't understand. You can be a great player and be an MVP even though you know your team is crappy. No arguments there. All right, let's move on to the American League. We need to wrap this up. We're hitting like the forty. Yeah, we're at the forty-six minute mark. Yeah, we bad. were going to talk about like the Astros thing, like that. You know, the new hiring of the. Of the Manager um, AJ Hinch, but we're just not out of time. I'll say that for another one. Yeah, uh, American League number five. Who you got? I had Jose Altuve. What? No surprise there. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this before. We've yeah, we talked at length about this this guy's season. Um, maybe if he was in the National League, he'd get a little bit more publicity. Is it? I, actually, I think he. Would probably could probably be number two in the National League, uh, just based on everything that he did this okay. year. Uh, but like I said in the last podcast, defense is a little suspect, mm-hmm. uh, so that definitely you know will will hinder him. Um, 
But still, number five for a guy who is five five or whatever five 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 six. It's five three. <laughs> You're impressive. Um, for my number five was Jose Batista. I mean, everything he does, you know, that that guy just smashes the ball. <laughs> I'm not even. Um, I'm just trying to like spend too much time on this. Who's your number four? Uh, I went with Michael Brantley from the Indians. Great season. I mean, hit for power, hit for average. Uh, had 200 hits. How many bases did he steal this year? Uh, 23. 20, that's that's really good for an outfielder. For most players, really, 23 bases is not bad. That's a good number. With you. Uh, my number four, I went with Alex Gordon. Um, Bad average kind of suffered. Only hit 266. But he's probably in the league the best left fielder right now defensively. Uh, what did he do like this year? Um, 19 home runs, 74 RBIs, 12 steals. 19 home runs is a lot of home runs for the Royals, considering they were they had the the uh, well they were last dead last in home runs this year. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Were defense and speed, and he personifies that. Uh, number three, I went with Victor Martinez. Monster numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge batting average. Ton of home runs, ton of RBIs. Uh, yeah, he was. He is. Or he is a des- designated hitter, so he has more time to focus on hitting, <laughs> I guess, or whatever, whatever justification they use um, or excuse, I guess. But still, a great season, yeah. and especially for a guy who's what 35, 36 years 36, old. Six, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it's impressive. We went complete opposite on this one. You went with the guy who doesn't play any defense. I went one, with one of the best third basemen in the game defensively. And my uh, third pick is uh, Josh Donaldson. Uh, he kind of struggled in the year with a knee injury. Hit 255, 29 home runs. I mean, 29 home runs. Again, when you play in Old Daco Coliseum, mm-hmm. place that just saps power, that's a <laughs> lot of home runs. Um, and again, like I said, one of the best defensive third basemen in the game right now, him and Beltre. I feel like my my AL MVP balloting, balloting is is a lot safer. It's like the safest ballot that, that you'll and the most common ballot mm-hmm. you'll probably see. Uh, but mine's more out there. Yeah, no, and yeah, more power to you. Word. Uh, number two, who'd you go with? Number two, Michael Bradley. Okay. Yeah. Just like you said, he had the he had the, he was a twenty twenty guy, twenty home runs, twenty three stolen bases, hit three twenty seven. Um, but he did, you know, on the on the field, you know, in the outfield, on the on the base pads, just he was just a wrecking ball when he played. I went with Jose Abreu. Uh, like I said, I think he probably could have won NL MVP if he had been mm-hmm. in the National League this season. The guy had monster numbers again on a bad team with no help in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it weren't for another young fella out there, he probably probably could have won AO MVP as well. But uh, number two is great for a rookie. That's, yeah, yeah can't yeah. argue with that. Or you can't, you know, can't really get any better than that. You had two guys on your list I didn't even have, and um, Martinez and um, the guy you just named Abreu. Altuve. Uh, oh yeah, Altuve. Wow, we we really different yeah. on the list. Uh, but I think we'll have the same number one. Oh yeah. <gasps> My trout, my trout, my trout, my trout, my trout, my trout. Get started. No. <laughs> <laughs> my trout gets the MVP that has been eluding him for the past two years. 
oddly enough, he he had a worse year this year than he did the last two years. But he's going to win MVP because he drug his team to the playoffs. Yeah. And never mind that you know the pitching got better. That's why they really made it. But narrative Again, is narrative. It's still scary that he's he's only getting better. Like, and he's only twenty two. It's ridiculous. He hadn't hit his prime yet. Yeah. Can you imagine what? It, like, this is our generation's Mickey Mantle. Oh, you're already calling it, huh? I'm well. I'm not the first to call him. There have been sports writers that have called him yeah. Mickey Mantle. Um, just ridiculous what he can do, you know, on the base paths with the bat in his hand, with the glove. To be have all this talent, only be 22. The only thing that can mess him up is a woman. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> that. <laughs> that that statement nowhere near reflects the views and opinions of. Me, Anthony. Okay, the A in the Q and A podcast. Let's let's get that out. I stand by my statement. Okay, there are women that are nodding, going, mm-hmm, no. mm-hmm. I stand by my statement. Via con Dios, Senor. I stand, by, con, by con Dios, <laughs> I stand and sit by my statement at the same damn time. All right. Um. Oh, let's get our World Series predictions right now. Um, right now, Kansas. City is leading Oakland 3-2, bottom of the four. You're pretty, predicting Kansas City? No, I'm not predicting okay. Kansas City. Uh, I think at the, you know, when we did our um, All-Star report, I picked Oakland and Washington. Probably did the same as well. One of those I feel a lot confident about. One of them I don't feel confident at all. It's like if Oakland had... Played anybody else tonight? I probably would have. I would have gone for Oakland, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I feel like see Kansas City uh, advance. Mm-hmm. Me, same, same here. Me too. Um, so, who you got in World Series? Kansas. Well, uh, no, not Kansas City. <laughs> uh, right now, it looks like it really looks like Los Angeles Angels. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got pitching, they've got hitting, um, they've got better in pitching at least. Mm-hmm. And I just don't really see anybody getting in their way at this point. So you're picking the Angels in the uh, American League? Oh, in the National League? Um, prob- I think I'm going to go with the Dodgers at this point. I mean, they've come this far, and, but they do have a pretty tough test against the Nationals. I was kind of hoping it would come down to the Nationals and Dodgers. Um, but right now, I'm gonna, at this point... Without looking back at my previous pick or my you know initial picks, I'm just gonna I'll, I'll go with the Dodgers. So you're predicting a freeway series, LA versus LA. Yeah. Or oh, I'm sorry, LA versus LAA. Yeah, that seems like. Uh, you're predicting a freeway series. I'm predicting a Beltway series. I'm picking the Orioles versus the Nationals. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey. That's all right. Early games, be able to go to sleep at a decent <laughs> hour. <laughs> You try to keep people up to midnight with these damn West Coast games. Man, good for Buck Showalter. Yeah. Again, I I don't know what the Baltimore's done. I think they just have the they just have the the sauce right now to get there. I really don't trust I mean I don't trust Detroit. Like, do you know what you're getting from Verlander or David Price? Not at all. Not um, at all. How do you do Kansas City is the just happy to be their team? <laughs> Oakland, Oakland is like falling apart. The Steams look like they're going to lose this game, and the Angels, for all we've talked about them, the praise we give them, they're pitching. They lost like their biggest gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel comfortable about C.J. Wilson or um, who's their other pitcher? Shoemaker, not Shoemaker. Weaver. Weaver. 
Yeah, but they're veterans. They're veteran they're pitchers. Vet- who, but veterans can get lit up. That's yeah, um, well, of course. And, you know, out, out in the National League, again, Pittsburgh still has that happy-to-be-here feeling from last <laughs> year. Uh, San Francisco is, I think, the one team that can get hot. And, you know, it is a even year. So right. it would not surprise <laughs> me if they ran the table. And I just think St. Louis and the Dodgers, one of them is going to knock the other one out and be, just be ripe for the picking for Washington. Oh, that's right. St. Louis and the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was the first. I thought the Dodgers and Nationals were the I believe St. Louis team. takes on the Dodgers and the Washington takes on the whoever wins out of the Pittsburgh-San Francisco gotcha. okay. uh, wildcard game. I stand corrected. If I'm wrong, don't let us know in the comments. Or they won't because no one ever comments on that <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, I'm picking the Nationals versus the Orioles. I like it, man. Very nice. Kind of out there. Um, in Europe, LA versus LA, who wins? Uh, Dodgers. How, how many games? Dodgers in five. Nationals in six. Oh, I think the Nationals win the entire thing. It's a good, good choice. Definitely. I'll do what I can. Wow, we almost popped in an hour for this. Um, no, it's the end of the season. It's... Yeah. One of the last times we'll no, be No, we almost did an hour on this, and we still didn't even talk about, you know, the Astros all <laughs> our hometown team. Well, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to go over this season, and um, like I said, you know, one of the last times that we'll be talking about baseball this year, mm-hmm. and why not why not stretch it out as much as we can? Yes. As far as we can. We're going to do a football podcast, but it's getting kind of late, and i got to work at the <laughs> crack of dawn tomorrow, so we'll say that tomorrow... Perhaps. Yeah, we'll record yeah. tomorrow, record again on Thursday, Friday. You can record all night Thursday because I ain't got a work Friday. <laughs> that was a lot of uh, a lot to talk about. I was like, whenever we do this podcast, I'm almost like, okay, I think we can stretch 20 minutes out of this. And then we just start talking. It's like, oh, we're almost an hour. We need to wrap this up. <laughs> people are not going to listen to us for much longer. Um, anything else you'd like to say to the people? Uh, thanks for, for sticking around. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I know I wanted to ask you. Any, sure. Anything new coming down the pike for you? Columns? Oh, uh, right. yeah, I mean, there's October. There are a bunch of shows that are coming up around the city uh, starting on Thursday, actually. Thursday and Friday I'll be going to a couple of, couple of concerts. Uh, hope to have those uh, reviews, you know, the concert reviews up by the weekend. I'm gonna try and get them done as quickly as I can, and then there's like three other shows during during October. There's like five shows total in October that I want that I've been wanting to see. I can't wait to see, so might as well write about them. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. I have a football column coming out hopefully by the end of the week. It's a long one. I still have to reach out to a couple people to get quotes from them. Uh, Two football columns. I forgot I got my QB power rankings. I literally wrote down like all the QBs, and once I got down to like the thirtieth, I was like, "This is getting ugly." Um, then we have to, I have to do the Astros wrap up, which might come out this weekend. It depends. It depends how much I can get done on Friday. Yeah, hopefully I can just knock stuff out um, and try to see if I can get Delilah because I know she's going to a couple of shows, so she might write for us. I know. Cool. I know I've asked her if she said yes, but. You know, I got to, like, put her feet to the fire if I could do so. Um, that's it. I think that's it. That'll work. Uh, man, this is a long, long show. But, again, thanks for sticking around and uh, listening the whole way through. We appreciate all the love, all the support, all the downloads and clicks and whatnot. 
We really need to start posting these on Facebook. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I post them on, on Twitter. You post them on Facebook. We'll work on it. Well, hey, you need thanks to be again, everybody. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.